At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two of primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Tip of the strip. Las Vegas, Nevada. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Uh, we'll update the scores here, and then we'll get to some uh, highest scoring team, lowest scoring teams in the NFL, plus Super Bowl exactas. Which team to beat the other team? Precisely. Uh, those are bettable as well. Kelly, what was that basketball note you just mentioned, though? Paul Millsap? Yeah, latest from Shams. Uh, Paul Millsap and the Brooklyn Nets, sadly, have agreed to find the four-time All-Star a new team where he can have a greater contribution. <laughs> as you said off-air, what did he expect exactly yeah, would uh, happen? I don't really know what he was thinking when he went to Brooklyn. Like, he was going to get the all the playing time he wanted. But, yeah, it's uh, maybe find a, a team with a little less star power. What was your favorite moment of the Paul Millsap Brooklyn Nets years? <laughs> You know, it's like I'm pretty sure I was yelling at him when he cost me a bet one night, but I don't remember what game that was. Man. All right, let's update everything. So no favorite moments, I guess, would be the yes. answer to that. Two NBA games in progress. We have over on TNT, the Mavericks up on the Suns, 26-22. Second quarter just about to get started. Mavericks one and a half point live favorite, 213 and a half the live total. Pelicans up on the Knicks, 24 to 17. 40 seconds remaining in the first quarter. Pelicans, one-and-a-half point live favorite, 203-and-a-half, your live total. Over in the NHL, we got a few games going on. We'll start with the Bruins and Capitals all tied at one in the first intermission. Second period just about to get going. The Bruins, minus 195, Capitals plus 145, six-and-a-half, your live total. Blue Jackets and Flyers scoreless at the first intermission. Flyers still minus 160 live betting favorites. Blue Jackets plus 120, four and a half the total. Sabres lead the Stars two to one at the first intermission. Sabres minus 125 live stars, minus 105, and your total set at seven. Penguins with a three to one lead over the Senators at the first intermission. Uh, if you wanted to hop in live, Penguins laying minus 2,500, Senators plus 850, 8.5, your live total. You could also play around with some uh, different goal lines there if you wanted to get involved. And let's see, over on college basketball, a couple top 25 games going on. We have Indiana on top of Purdue, 34-24, to 24, two and a half minutes remaining in the first half of that game. Indiana's a... Five and a half live, point live favorite, one forty two and a half the live total. USC up on Colorado, fifteen to eleven, seven forty five remaining in the first half. No live numbers currently up for that game. No live numbers currently. By the way, one thing about the uh, stage of elimination thing that uh, 
Matt mentioned after we went to break, which I thought was pretty interesting. So the Rams, to lose the Super Bowl or to win the Super Bowl, but let's focus on to lose the Super Bowl because we have NFC futures on them. You have, you have Super Bowl futures on them yes. as well, but we all have NFC futures on them. To lose the Super Bowl, meaning to win the NFC but to crap out there, plus 750. That is a better number than I have currently from before the season because I had, what, plus 650 or something like mm-hmm. that. So it just it also just shows you that, and you have much better number. You have, yeah. you had what to win the NFC? Uh, to win the NFC is in the mid teens. To win the Super Bowl is in the high high twenties. Yeah, so mid teens, yeah. great number. I I, yeah. I didn't get nearly the best number, but it does show you like sometimes just bets aren't even worth it till you get here mm-hmm. to the postseason, right? It's just like, hey, I could have gotten a better number just now. I have. So I have I have them 16 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I, I must have missed that conversation off here. I have plus 775. So you're right. You're <laughs> yeah. almost exactly the same. Yeah. Matt got a stupid great number. The, yeah. And yeah. again, that was just, again, I told you, I said it. I, I'm, I'm sometimes unfortunate when I'm sitting at the computer, right? And then the whole, <laughs> the rumors of the Stafford thing came through and I was like, I'm going to put in some futures before this becomes a thing. Um, just the, the official injury report did just drop here and just, I do want to clarify. So, uh, Jensen and Werfs both, at least on the official injury report, DNPs today for, for the Bucks. Mm. Um, also Whitworth, also a DNP. So, so all three of the linemen that we were tracking yesterday in this game, all three of those did not practice today for, uh, for their respective teams. So that's something we'll speculate for us. Who do you think plays? Who doesn't? It doesn't seem Worfs doesn't seem like he's playing. Worfs doesn't seem good. Yeah. Whitworth doesn't seem great. I mean, the fact that Jensen was able to get back in there in that game, this might just be one of those like, just sit yeah. and we'll and we'll roll you out there. But yeah, I think Worfs and Whitworth probably both don't, and I think that Jensen probably does. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, also, DNPs today for the Bucks, which um, is advantage Rams, by the way. Yes, yes, yep. yes. Uh, also, DNPs today for the uh, for the Bucks. Cyril Grayson, we expected that as well. Uh, Ronald Jones expected that as well. Brashad Perryman, Jason Pierre-Paul, all those guys are uh, did not practice today for the Bucks. All right, it's a war of attrition, that's for sure. Let's look at highest scoring team in this divisional round of the National Football League playoffs. These will correspond, of course, with team totals, one would think, but it's just an alternative way to bet them if you want to bet this particular market. Chiefs are the short shot, plus 330. Bills, Packers, 4-1, to one, both. Bucks, 5-1, to one, Titans, 7-1, to one, Rams, plus 850. Bengals, 12-1, to one, Niners. The longest shot on the board in terms of the highest scoring team among the remaining eight. Does that correspond? Two team totals? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, because the Chiefs-Bills is by far the highest. Um, 55 is the team. By, the, by yeah. far, yeah, by far the highest yeah. total, and then and then it's only a point and a half spread. So, yeah, that's that makes that makes sense there. Um, the interesting one, though, is the Packers at 4-1, to one because, again, we think – now, whether you think the Packers are going to win, lose, whatever, I, we all assume that the 49ers are going to go a – a run-heavy approach, at least in the beginning, to see if they can run on this on this Packers team and try to keep Aaron Rodgers on the sideline, et cetera, et cetera. So, I don't think a four to one. I I wouldn't be pulling the trigger on a four to one on on the Packers just because I think that there could be one of those scenarios where they just you know 
lose a couple possessions in this game if the 49ers are able to get one of those long sustained drives where the clock just runs and runs and runs and runs. Like they might steal a possession or two from the Packers. So I don't think I would head in that direction. I don't think, you know, whenever we look at these these other ones, I mean the I guess the only thing would be for the uh for the Bucks would be if you look at that if you look at that game just completely different from us, right? I mean, it's Tom Brady's had success. It doesn't matter who's out on the field. They've been able to put points on the board. They've been able to move the ball. They've been whatever. I mean, if you look at that game completely different from us, then maybe that would interest you or something. I just can't. I can't get there with them. I, I, I really do. I just think that the Rams' defensive line against that offensive line missing Tristan Wirfs probably, probably is just going to give them a some trouble there. So I, I don't know, man. I, you know I what it is for me in this market? I want to say something clever and insightful, right? I'm like, hmm, maybe if I say, it was my brain, maybe if I say if the Niners have a, you know, if you think that they're really good, maybe that's just, maybe the Bengals, if you're really pro Bengals. Yeah. But the fact is the Chiefs and the Bills feels like a game where both defenses know that they can't stop the other offense. I, I mean, my favorite bet of the week is my is the over on that game. So yeah, I kind of agree. I, I, if I, If I had to make a bet, if we had to make the arguments for I, I, a, I think when we look at some of these markets and we look at them often, you almost always want to take one of the longer shots, right? Because it's still, a, still a four different football games. Who knows how they can how they can end up? I would always look at one of the longer shots here. I mean, Titans, Rams, or Bengals are the only ones I bet on. Titans would be the one that I would. And, and Titans, yeah. at least you can make arguments, right? Like Titans, okay. Derrick Henry shows up. He's great. Bengals can't really stop the run. They run all over them and just keep racking up a score. Rams, Rams, kind of like you said, Matt, like I could see the Bucks coming out and they're kind of style backfiring on them where if they're not going to – they're not going to really run the ball, do a lot of short passes. What if they have a lot of quick three and outs and really giving the, giving the Rams a lot of time, you know, time of possession with the ball to rack up some points? Could see that. And then Bengals, kind of the opposite. Okay, the Titans game plan comes out, completely doesn't work, and the Titans, the Bengals are able to throw, throw the ball all over the place. Maybe they are able to rack up some Well, points. I mean, the only – I guess if you do look, I mean, the, the most explosive team – Probably at this point, I and this includes the Bills and the Chiefs. It's probably the Bengals, probably right? I mean, as far as like quick scoring, right? Yeah. Like as far as like can put points yeah. on the board in a hurry. Um, the only problem with that is again, is it just it doesn't lend to the way that the Titans want to play, right? So like the Titans at least are going to find out if they can run the ball. Uh, you know, I mean, like they're not going to go one series and the, if the Bengals stop them three and out, like they're not going to not go back to Derek. You know, like they're going to find out if they can run the ball for sure before they change game plans. And so it, I don't think the game, kind of that game script really dictates, even if the Bengals do have success, I don't think the game script dictates. Derek, Derek Henry's supposed to be on a bit of a pitch count too, but I, I wonder if he's successful if that pitch count just immediately oh, gets thrown out the window. Well, that's that's got to go out the window. I mean, I understand here. he wasn't coming off injury, but I mean, like, he he had an astronomical amount of carries last year. They, they were even in 40 carries a game. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like. So he does have a metal plate in his leg, we should yeah. point out. Yeah. So there's that. I still yeah. don't believe it. Like, I still <laughs> I still don't believe he will be on a pitch count at all. Not if they're successful. But what it really does is it, open up, say, it, it opens it up for A.J. Brown and for Julio Jones. Right, like, yeah. it just makes Ryan Tannehill's game that much better. The, so the implied t- team totals, just if you're, if we're going by the current, if we're going by the current spread and then the current totals, Chiefs. 28 Packers and Bills both at 26 and a half. Uh, Bucks are right behind though at 25.75. Titans 25.25. Rams 22. 
21.75, the Bengals 21.75, and then the 49ers at 20.75. So there there's go. not a real big difference between one to five, right? It, like, so yeah, Chiefs, Packers, Bills, Bucks, Titans, all are within three points of each other. So you could really go any of those and you would you could make a case, right? I mean, if you're just playing straight off I of just that. I just think the Chiefs, Bills, even if the Bills do the whole defense where it's like, we're not giving you anything deep, just take everything. Even that, though, is just they're matriculating yeah. the ball down the field. By the way, we didn't even get to the lowest scoring team. Real quick, a little glance, or we'll look at this after the break, but essentially the 49ers, these, these are just turned on its head, mainly. Though you will see maybe a slight difference in this, but not really. It's essentially just flipped. And so there you go. What's the team that you could see getting destroyed and not being able to score points? The team that has the most volatile downside, I guess, is what you're looking at here. I, I, I keep wanting to go the Bucks, man. I know. Like, I know. like wow. if that defensive line just wow. destroys that offensive line, I, mm. I, I keep wanting to say the Bucks. Interesting. We'll look at Exactas. Exact Super Bowl outcomes next. Vsin's primetime action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on the old primetime action from the South Point, Gil, Matt, Kelly. So, Buccaneers was your lowest score. You think that might be the. Uh... Just as a, you know, look, it was, it was eight, it's eight to one, and we're, they're going to be down, it looks like, at least one lineman, if not two. And then we just talk about, look, the, the playmaker situation for them is, is, is really dire. And. You got Jalen Ramsey on the other side who should be able to take care of Mike Evans, and then now it's going to be Tom Brady and Gronk. Tom Brady, Lenny's going to be back this week, so Lenny's going to catch a ton of passes out of the backfield. But it's going to be like Lenny, Gronk, Scotty, Scotty Miller, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson. I mean, like it's it's just again at eight to one. That would be one if I was just taking a flyer. I would I would go there. Referent Mike Palm called it a referendum on Matt Stafford this game. You buy into that? Sort of, kind of. Sort of, kind of. Yeah. Sort of, kind of. I mean, Buck's defense is good. So, I mean, it's not yeah. like, you know, if he has a bad game, it's not like, oh, this guy's terrible. I mean, like, it's one of the better defenses in the in the league. True dad. Let's look at yeah. some 
Oh, biggest, biggest game of his career, though. For sure. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean for sure. that's like without it. Yeah, that's without a question. Big, big game for my career, too, for him. For this, <laughs> like, please, please win this game, man. Like, like, large, like, the, the, the Titans Bengals game is a pretty large game for my career. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. It's like, just, just please, like, a large game. Get our through. Because then at that point, like, I mean, I don't know if I will or not, but I mean, that just sets up all the hedge opportunities then at that point for me. Like, if they. Bigger game for their career, Matt Stafford or Matt Brown? <laughs> I'd really like some hedge situations, Matt Stafford. So if you don't mind, go ahead and uh, allow me that. That'd be great. Super Bowl exactas. Chrissy Andrews, who runs the South Point Hotel Casino behind us, uh, my mishpucha, uh, when he was up at Cal Neva, he was the first person, I believe, he'll correct me if I'm wrong, to uh, sort of take the horse racing concept of exactas and translate them to, you know, our primary North American team sports. And so here you go. Now DraftKings, other places have them available. Chiefs over Packers is your short shot as the exact Super Bowl outcome. Chiefs over Packers 11 to 1, followed closely by, wait for it, Packers over Chiefs at 12 to 1. Then all kinds of Packers Chiefsy combinations down the left side till you get to Bills over Buccaneers at 18 to 1. These do not, of course, show all of the outcomes. What would be the longest shot of all of them, Kelly? You had to know I was going to ask this question. Yeah, go in there right now. <laughs> Y- yes, I knew. Bengals Niners, right, for sure. It's going to be Bengals beating, no, yeah, Bengals beating the Niners would have to be it. It is, I believe there were multiple tied. Nope, it is be- Bengals beating the Niners, 80, that, 80 to 1. 80 to 1. All right. That's so crazy. We're down to eight teams, 80 to 1. That would like be them. the third time <laughs> that the Bengals and Niners played each other in a Super Bowl if that happened. Isaiah, what did you just say? Isaiah just said, I got it at 200 to 1. Did he just say that? Yeah, <laughs> he beat that number, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, I got it at 200 to 1. He's you all suckers out there better than 80. That's so funny. That's the best. I said, I got it at 200 to 1. <laughs> Um, is there something you like? Brent Busberger, who we had on earlier, if I recall, I asked him, who do you like in the Super Bowl last week on a numbers game? And he has the Packers and the Bills playing in the Super Bowl. I can't remember who he said would win. But uh, certainly that Packers over Bills combination is 14 to 1. Bills over Packers also 14 to 1. Uh, we, were, we were joking because of our futures, what would be best for us? Mine would be any Titans-Rams combination. And for you, it would be Rams and... Doesn't well, matter. I don't have any. Yeah, doesn't matter. Just Rams, just anything. Rams and anything. Rams, anything would be would be okay for me. So, I mean, I would probably just based off of my futures tickets, oh, Rams over Rams over Chiefs, Rams Rams over Bills. Something I was going like to say, that. what was Rams? I was. I'm glad you just brought that up. What was Rams over Bills? That was not listed there. Rams over Bills is not outlandish. That's twenty five to one. That ain't bad. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. That's a pretty juicy number. Yeah. See, the way I was thinking about this, Matt, is actually this might be a market I'll I'll play, but maybe it's a after this week, because I don't really know about the Bills Chiefs, like after this week when I figure out who's won, play the Bills slash Chiefs over the Rams as a mini hedge. Yeah. Hmm. Let me just well, ask you. Well, you could play both. You play both AFC teams, right? Like yeah, over, you could over the Rams. If you it's want. a good point, You're probably by getting about the same number. Then it's interesting. I brought this up the other day, maybe yesterday. Who knows when? Do you, the Bills Chiefs game this weekend? There are some people who believe, like I had Jeff Schwartz on this morning, former offensive lineman Jeff Schwartz, who does uh, all kinds of stuff now, Sirius and Fox. He thinks the Chiefs are going to. 
beat the Bills pretty soundly. But most people I know pretty much have conviction on the first three games or maybe even a bet on one, two, or three of the first three games. I sort of have the attitude with the Bills and Chiefs where I'm like, I got bets, I got conviction in the first three. I'm just going to sit back and watch the Bills and the Chiefs. I almost get to the point where I say, and I don't mean to disrespect anybody, but I almost say, like, if you're betting that game preflop on the side, you're probably just an action junkie. I just, I just don't think there's anything that's like completely discernible between the two teams. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, like it's not a again. So you can we'll take the first game, right? So uh, Titans Bengals, like you could, you can, you can at least lay in and say like Derrick Henry and that rush offense against that defensive line, whatever. Or it's Joe Burrow and those weapons are just going to be too much. So like you can kind of like take a side, right, or whatever. And you you look at same Packers, deal, 49ers, yes, same deal, bigger example. Run yeah. game, you know, should be able to overpower them. Keep Aaron Rodgers on the sideline, whatever you got it. So like you can kind of like take a side and figure out how th- these teams. What do, what do you what do you do here? I mean, I neither know. one of them want to run the ball. They want to yeah. pass every single time. They, they like so it's it's just like they're they're not the they're not the same team, but they're like versions of the same team. Yeah, it's just, I guess that's why I bring it up, exactly that. It's just so tough to, you know, if again, the Megapod question, if you, which is the game you want no part of, I almost think this is the game you want no part of. Oh, for me, for sure. For sure, for me. And yet the game that I'm most in. Of course. In, yeah, and yeah. yet the game that I'm most interested in seeing because. Uh, right, unlike a regular week in the NFL yeah. where the answer to that is usually Jaguars, Jets. Yeah. Right, the, you want to see this and, game. And it's. And typically also, the, and then the next answer, like for me, is which game you're most interested in. It's like, well, the games I have bets on. Yes. The one game I don't have a bet on is the game I'm most interested in this week, which is pretty crazy because that never happens either. Would you bet an exa- if we had access to exactas? would you bet them? I'd have to do some math just for, uh, on based off of my futures and stuff and see if there's any way for me to kind of lock in a a good profit, but there probably is. We have exactas here in town. There's a few places. Are there? Yeah. Okay. Maybe even here at the South Point, probably. Yeah, probably. I should probably look around Actually, before, like, before um, I say something like that. I should probably look around. <laughs> yeah. Have you started doing that? I'm going to say 95% sure I'm <laughs> on that. <laughs> I mean, it's but like you said, I, I've gotten I've gotten some people who are, again, pretty smart guys who are pretty successful and are, who are dug in on every team. All eight teams. This so, I mean, like everyone all on both sides, right? Oh, it's, right. It's, it's the... It's the the run game for the Titans is going to yeah. be way too much for them, and then it's the no no no. There's just it's it's eventually the run game fails, and you're not they're not going to be able to stop things. And I have smart guys on both sides. And then the next game, it's the 49ers who are like this team's so under underrated that run game. Now that they do the stuff with Debo, yada yada yada. And then it's the no no no. Aaron Rodgers is going to throw 25 yard bombs down the field all day yeah. long, and it's going to be like I, and it's smart guys on both sides. Yeah. Like everybody has a a reason for all these. All these games, like for the first ones, and then some of the guys are bullish on the Bills. Some of the guys are bullish on the Chiefs, but not. Re- that's certainly the game where it's the most. Eh. Last week and this week, I mean, you just ask thousands of people—not thousands, you get what I mean—like tens of people about their opinions on the wild card games. You do the same this week, and by the end of the week, you're all discombobulated, right? Where you know, last week it was a like Bob was like, "Oh, but New England is the most overrated team in football by my numbers." Aaron Schatz was like, "There are number one, there are number four team DVOA." Um, this morning, I'll just bring up the Schwartz thing because it's the most recent. But for those games on Sunday, he was like, I was like, <clears throat> Rams, Bucks. And he goes, it's very simple. Do not bet against Tom Brady, period. End of story. And he's not some guy who just flippantly makes comments like that. 
And then with the Bills and the Chiefs, he really believes, like he he's like, the people who think Josh Allen is like even in the same sphere as Patrick Mahomes are kidding themselves. Like, it, it, and his point was the, the, the performances of the Bills, don't I know it, right, with the Bills losing to the Jags, are just way too volatile. And so they're just as likely to throw up an egg, lay an egg, I believe is the expression, I believe, and uh, as they are to have a great performance. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at those two teams, we would probably say that the ceiling for both of them is pretty close, but the floor for the Bills is far lower. Remember Eric Eager's comment from Pro Football Focus. If both the Bills and the Chiefs play their best game, he told us, he says the Bills win. If they both play the, their average game, the Chiefs win. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting. I, I agree with that. Like, I agree with it. I, I think we're going to see a high-level game. Like, I have the Bills in a teaser. I the What's funny, we were talking about the, all these games this weekend. I have bets, I think, on, on every single one of them. None of them really that large because I don't have that crazy conviction on any of them except for the over in that game. I have it at 53 as soon as it opened. But I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. And I, I agree with what Eric said. I think the way that they've been, the Bills have been clicking, more designed runs for Josh Allen. Like, I think they're more dangerous when they're all playing, they're both playing at their best. Dave Ross will join us next. He's got football thoughts on division round. He's also the host of the Green Zone, but also first strike here on VEASAN. So he's got thoughts on UFC 270. Looking forward to that. Dave Ross on the show next, right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast and get Beating the Book with me, Gil Alexander. Great Megapod today with Adam Chernoff and Las Vegas Chris and Mikey and Todd. Market Insights with Josh Applebaum, also available there. Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Late 2022, Brown and Bozo the Bear coming. <laughs> Brown and Bozo. Where you will interview A bear. Bozo. Bears. Every episode. Yes. Famous bears. Kelly will make appearances on the show as well. Kelly, do you know yeah. any famous bears? Do you bring anything to no, the table here? No, no, I was here? insulted because Gil thought I was Bozo yesterday. In I this, did. Because you guys, because you guys on the on off air, we're talking about doing a podcast together, and then all of a sudden, That's Matt right. throws out Matt and Bozo the bear, and so I'm thinking, is Kelly Bozo? the I bear? I took the same thing, Gil. I took it as the same way. I was like, what? I'm Bozo now? What the heck? Just but no, it would be a better a better podcast if it is just Matt interviewing bears. We just better have a Obviously. camera on it. <laughs> Let's bring in Dave Ross because we have much to discuss. With Dave Ross, uh, host of the Green Zone and First Strike right here on VEASAN. You can follow him on Twitter at DRossSports. Yes, that is three consecutive S's in DRossSports. What's happening, man? How you doing? It's good to talk to you guys. And look, if Kelly's in part of that podcast and you're Matt's interviewing Bears, I'm going to listen, watch, whatever it is. I'm totally down with that program. It sounds good Already. to me. Get it go. on the feed. One subscriber. <laughs> By the way, Dave, how is your camera so crisp? That's beautiful. What a beautiful is picture. Is it good? Yes. You know, you know, I really don't know. It's still trial and error with me. It's like, you know, every day is a new day when I try to do this from home. So I'm glad it's working out. Because normally I would just say, 
hell with it. I'll just go to the studio. But if this is working, it saves me a trip. So, so far, so good. Uh, let me start at the top with the main event here for UFC 270, because I, I know you have a, a thought on the uh, co-main event. But the main event between mm-hmm. Francis Nagano and Cyril Gane, with uh, Gane a favorite at minus 150, Nagano uh, and Gano plus 125 coming back. Your thoughts here between the heavyweight and the interim heavyweight title holders in MMA. Hey, Gil, it's absolutely amazing that you think that Francis Ngannou is an underdog. But yes. you can understand why when you look at the requisite skills that Cyril Gan brings to the octagon, right? He's probably the most mobile, big heavyweight we've ever seen in the UFC. So I, I can understand that he's a favorite. This big a favorite? That really gets my attention. Look, I loved Cyril Gan two weeks ago at a, at a pick or minus 110. And now i got to wait 150 Boy, that's it's getting to that price where I might stay off. I want to see if the money comes in on the Predator, and then I'll be more apt to go with Cyril Gan here closer to fight night on Saturday. But I got to tell you guys, look, we know Francis Ngannou's got issues with Dana White. They just don't get along right now at all. We've seen this affect other fighters before. So I do wonder if Ngannou is thinking about his next move and not th- thinking about Cyril Gan. I mean, he's got one fight left in his contract. He says even if he wins and unifies the belt, he's not going to fight in the UFC. That'll be interesting because you are under contract. So you can see where his mind is. And I just wonder if it's focused on Gon. Now, he did say, Gil, this week that he knocked out Cyril Gon with a head kick uh, back in the day in France. These two guys are pretty soft-spoken. They really don't get into, the, like, the Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz, and, you know, the kind of the verbal warfare you see with other fighters. But that was something to me that he wanted people to know. I know you guys think he's the favorite. I know you think he's got more ways to win. Don't count me out. His take defense defense has gotten a lot better. If he can defend the takedowns by Gon, Gon will get knocked out like all the others. The question is, can he do that? Because you know Gon's going to shoot and he'll probably do it early and often. So let's take a look at the co-main event here. Brandon Moreno sitting about minus 180-ish right now. You get plus 155 in Davidson Figueredo. Um, Moreno obviously took the, uh, the last, you know, 18 months of his career just been absolutely phenomenal. Everybody mm-hmm. falling in love with this guy. Um, and and I, might, I imagine that is at least reflected at least a little bit here in, in the odds as well. I mean, you know how this goes. It's one-on-one. Mm-hmm. People like to bet on guys they want to win. They, people like to bet on guys that they, they feel connected to. And so you see this kind of drifting here to where I think the dog price is getting a little bit too high for me. And I'm wondering if we're not even going to get a better number closer to the fight as, as people uh, actually start paying attention to this and just, and just want a piece of Moreno. Uh, Matt, it's, a, it's an astute observation, and I'm picking up what you're putting down. Look, the first two times these guys fought, I was on Moreno. So I had the draw the first time, and it was a generous draw. I thought Figueredo won the first fight, but he, he had an illegal strike. That was a point deduction. That led to that draw in five rounds. The second time around, I thought Figueredo really went for the kill. Maybe didn't think that this younger kid here and Moreno could really stand up to his power, and he did. I'm with you. I kind of like Davidson Figueredo in this one to be able to pull the quote-unquote upset. Look, until he lost to Moreno, he was regarded as the main man to beat here in 125 pounds, and that wasn't that long ago. We're talking about just a year ago. So to me, I think Figueredo is really going to come out strong in this one, pressure Moreno like he did in the first two fights, but be a little bit more cautious when he feels like he had him, has him hurt. He's hurt Moreno. There's no doubt about that in the first two fights. The problem is Moreno has got this, like this, this spirit and this will to win. And I do wonder when you're now the first Mexican-born champion in the UFC, you have the pride of a country. We see how it's affected boxers in the past. 
I wonder how that's going to affect him. That's not something to be taken lightly. So now all of a sudden, he's going to from being the underdog and being the hunter to being the hunted. I do like Figueredo in this spot kind of as the real sharp underdog all of a sudden, and that does surprise me. He's that big an underdog. Real quick, Dave, because we want to get to football, but anything else on the rest of the card that you're betting? You know, I really kind of want to take the under in Ghan in Nganu. And I'm looking at this at two and a half rounds here, gentlemen, because I, I know Nganu is going to try to empty the gas tank early in this five-round fight. I don't think he's going to go five. And Nganu knows he can't win in the cards. And Ghan, if he tires Nganu in the first two rounds, unlike Stephen Miocic, might go for a stoppage. So I can see scenarios where both guys could get this done inside of two and a half rounds. I'm going to play the under, and that's kind of a contrarian play right now because most people I've talked to like the over. So let's switch over to the NFL. Of course, we are down to the final eight teams here. Two games Saturday, two games Sunday. Let's kick off. Get your thoughts here with that first one that's kicking off on Saturday. Bengals, Titans. I mean, this is a... Uh, c- contrasting styles here, right? We know the Titans want to to pound the ball with Derrick Henry. You've got those incredible playmakers there for the Bengals. They find themselves as just over a field goal, three and a half point underdogs right now. What do you see in this one? Well, Matt, I would have loved this, and I really thought it was going to open and stay at three. Instead, it opened and stays at three and a half all week, and it just hasn't moved. And look, my I wanted to back the Titans all week. I was trying to make a, a, a consideration in my mind with Derrick Henry coming back. And we just know how good I think Rabel's coach of the year. I've said that for the last six weeks, just about here. If they got the number one seed, which they have, of course, I, I, I'm going to go with the Bengals and I'm going to tease this. I'm going to take that six point teaser with Cincinnati and get that up to nine and a half and find a dance partner that we'll talk about here in a second. But I do feel like it's a field goal game. And because this line is so tight to me, give me the advantage of a six point teaser here instead of just maybe playing this game straight up. I have a small lean to Cincinnati getting that extra hook, but I really do like him in a teaser play because I do think this is going to be a field goal game either way. And when I don't have such a strong conviction on the side and I feel like there's value going through those numbers of seven, eight and nine, yet give me the Bengals plus nine and a half in a two leg teaser. I stole this from Matt yesterday and used it uh, pretty rampantly today. So I'll ask it of you, but this is a Matt question. Rank for us, if you will, because this is a good way to, to put divisional round in perspective. Rank for us the likelihood of underdog outright upsets for most likely to least likely. I, I think the most likely upset for an, for an underdog is the Buffalo Bills against the Kansas City Chiefs. I just think they're the better team. And I know everybody's on Kansas City because the number's inside of three this week. But if you it made me pick a, a road team this week, Buffalo would be the first road team that I would be on. The second road team that I would be on would be the Bengals. And they're probably the, the second option for me. The third option would have to be then by proxy would be the Rams, even though I don't like the Rams in this spot now all of a sudden that they're a real public uh, dog all of a sudden. And look, I don't like the Niners. And I know a lot of people like the six. I don't. I love the Packers in this spot. They're getting healthy. They're getting uh, people back off the bat. Uh, we're going to get the Smith brothers back for the first time. Looks like Jair Alexander is going to be able to go a corner. And they've been lying in wait for two weeks. And the I know the Niners look good against my Cowboys last week. The only game I lost, by the way, all weekend. It still stings the nostrils. But this week, they're really banged up. Jimmy G's not right. We don't know about Nick Bosa. We assume he's going to play. Fred Warner's going to play. He's banged up. To me, there's too many question marks around San Francisco. I'm going to tease it down six-point tease and take the Packers, pick them, and take the Bengals plus nine and a half. I love you, Dave. And then you go ahead and you say, my Cowboys, and it really just changes the fiber of our relationship. Yeah. I know, and I know where you stand, and, and I like to razz you, but you know what? 
When you don't win a playoff game, I can't even get on you for your Washington football team. Yeah, yeah we're pretty even in that regard. Thank we're you, even. Dave. We appreciate it, man. Thank <laughs> you so much. Always like talking to you guys. Thanks, guys. You too. Dave Ross, uh, again, host of First Strike on VEASAN, another specialty show on VEASAN that you should definitely check out. People got golf shows. They got UFC shows. You should be doing golf and UFC shows, man. No, we're doing uh, we're doing bear interviews. We've decided. I, you've, listen, you've decided to corner that market. I don't want any market. competition. Yes, I don't want any competition <laughs> in the in the podcasting feed. So we're going to go through. We got Yogi to talk to. Some, there's some other bears. Who else? Hey, boo boo. Who else? Smokey. The, the first one we're just going to go to the Vegas Zoo and put you in the pen with a bear and see how you react. What's another bear? I didn't realize the Ron Flatter thing actually started by him talking to a horse and thinking it was the funniest thing he's ever done. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> it's outstanding. Oh, Flatter, I miss you. Preston Johnson will join us soon. Coming back, Beeson's Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Join the playoffs action with the Supercuts Fantasy Super Series. Play free fantasy football and basketball in this eight part contest series and compete for a cut of $45,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Supercuts now to get in on the action. It's not just any haircut, it's Supercuts. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Kelly Love does. Tsitsipas' Pasta's hair earlier? Yes. Because he gets his hair cut in Supercuts. That's right. Yeah. Solid mm-hmm. hair. He does have good hair. Yeah. Mm. Interesting that a guy that wears his hair like you do is likes that style. I couldn't. I can't. I can't go along like that. I've always had respect for uh, you know Dinzik, uh, Tsitsipas. Yeah, just the flowy long hair. I can't do that. You've tried? Yeah, sort of. It just gets too long, and then you can't like. It's... You got to bring in one of those picks for everyone, and like let's 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 put that up. If you actually tried some some flow, nah, the long the longest it ever got, Matt was like I don't know down to here. Oh, so you didn't. It's really boring. Try. Yeah, he didn't really try. Yeah. When when you watch Sitsipas, mm-hmm. do you ever say to yourself that dude has the most unathletic gait to him? Of any elite athlete ever. Yeah, and I hate his body language, and I hate everything. I just hate. I just hate everything. About <laughs> you hate that, that his guy. dad is hovering like, over him. I just him. hate everything about that guy. His stupid <laughs> headband, the whole nine yards. <laughs> we spent, by the way, just to pull back the curtain, we spent one hundred percent of the break in between segments coming up with famous bears that Matt could interview oh, on I, this podcast. I, I found a list of the most famous Did bears. You? By the way, Kung Fu Panda. His name was actually Poe. Really? So yeah, we, we didn't. We didn't really get that one. I said, I, we, Matt came up with Winnie the Pooh, and I said, I don't think he speaks. And Matt, 
Matt shoots back. What'd you say? I said that's the exclusive in the podcast. <laughs> oh, and he's, right? ba- he's banned in China. So yeah, is he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, banned in China. What did he do to get so banned v- in very, China? Very exclusive. Uh, I believe some people compared him to the Chinese president. Oh, you can't have that. And yeah, no. Right away, no. He is the number one most famous bear, according to the, the Winnie. list. Uh, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie is. the Pooh is yes. Wow. And then Rupert the Bear is number two. I don't know who that is. I don't know who it is. It's What's a really, o- really old looking book. And then you got Yogi and Boo Boo. Yogi and Boo Boo. Standard. We knew that. We came up with Paddington. But Yogi. We had Paddington Bear. Paddington's number eight. And then we came up with Ted from the movie Ted. Ted, Ted. would be an outstanding interview. Yeah. Ted is number 23. <laughs> he comes in at number 23. Hold on. This list goes all the way to 23? Oh, there's like 50 of them. Yeah. Dude, you thought your podcast didn't have legs. Wow. It has legs. You got at least I, 50 bear episodes. A week? Yeah. I mean, I got, I got at least at least bi-weekly episodes at this Today, point. Today, Ted. Yeah. Number six is Lotso the Bear from Toy Story, like, 17 yeah, or something. No. Don't we said Teddy is. Ruxpin as well. Teddy Ruxpin. Chris the Bear Felica. Smokey the Bear. He would co- just come on, and, like, I'd ask him a question, and then all he, all he would say was, like, yeah, don't make forest fires. And I'd be like, yeah, but tell us about your early days. And he'd be like, no, just don't don't make forest fires. And I'm like, yeah, I, I get it, dude. If you like, do, is Chris, if Chris Belair, uh, the Bear Felica is on that list, make sure, if you have him on, not to have him on via... Via phone. <laughs> That's the only thing I would say. This list is trash, though, because it's, yeah. it's, it's, it, it ranks the bears, but then it's got number 16, the Care Bears. Like, there's multiple. You know what I mean? Oh, and then Care Bears. They, they got the yeah. Bernstein Bears. Like, there's multiple. Come on. You know what? You can't have a whole family. You know what? You know what? I'm going to do a little, a little. It's Bernstein Bears, if you actually uh, take oh. a look. Okay. Um, yes, you're right. Because, uh, yeah, the creator is uh, his, his name's Berenstain, so it was just yeah, that's how it goes. Thanks. It's a common thing; everyone says Berenstain. Sorry, sorry, man. Yeah, Berenstain. Sorry, grammar police. Woo yeah, <laughs> 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 It's not a grammar thing. That's just like that's just pronunciation. Like, the wrong, no, it's, no, that's a wrong word. That's like a whole. That'd be like that'd be like me calling you Kelly Bidlin. Like you know, like, Excell- excellent siren add-on by you. <laughs> 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 Oh, that was fun. Oh, man. Anyway, coming late 2022. How are we going to fit Preston into one segment? Because Preston, like, okay, yeah, we're like, if we talk sports betting with Preston now, it's like a giant elephant in the room. So when I had him on a numbers game. You want to just call him up now and see if he answers? Yeah, because when I had him on a numbers game, I was like, I don't really want to talk sports betting with you. Can you talk to me about how you've done this entire transition in life? And then we sort of threw in some sports betting at the end. But we we throw him in one segment. It's going to be... can't just talk sports betting we with must, them. Well, That's like talking to you, Matt, and not talking we'll about do, your bear podcast. We can do we can do top end the next one if he wants to. Hang yeah, around. we don't have to call him now. Okay, we don't we'll do the next two seconds. We've only got you know. We only got that f- guy. He's got nothing minutes. better to do. Baloo, Baloo the bear. Baloo the bear. Yeah. Baloo the bear. Baloo the bear. Are you betting the UFC card at all? At all? If Figueroa's number continues to drift, I'm going to do it. Have to just do it on principle. I mean, I think that Moreno is still the better fighter, but again, it's it's just, I'm sure it's the same deal. Like you. You you talk about with tennis, right? Like at some point, a number just dictates that you you know it, even though you can In think sport, yeah. Even though you can think that the other guy um, is better, it, I think it's easier though just in like. In these one on ones where it's like harder to kind of like get there where you're like, but I know the other guy's better, you know, but it's just the the, the probability of, of that happening. And again, if that 55 floats to 65 or 70, 75, which I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Like Moreno is a fan favorite, everybody loves him. And it would not surprise me if every single public better, every person that, again, is not betting. On a Thursday, like that's that's the thing. Like these people, 
these new bettors, like, they're not betting on a Thursday. They're yeah. probably not even betting tomorrow. Like, they're betting on Saturday an hour before this event happens, you know? It is weird, right. though, to see, like, just the popularity shifts in the UFC and how quickly they can happen, right? Because it's like, you know, when this fight was the first version of this fight, like, I don't know, Davidson Fioreto was, you know, the, the star uh, of the fight. And it's, it's interesting to see how, you know, obviously wins and losses will we'll, we'll change that in the UFC. But I'm with you guys. I was just surprised when I was typing up these numbers. I thought they were going to be closer around, you know, I don't know, minus 120 or minus 110 each way, something like that. So, yeah, plus 155, I, I have a feeling I'll probably end up on, on uh, Figueredo as well. And like I said, I don't think it's going to go back. I mean, maybe maybe there'll be some large money coming in because I don't know. I don't know if you guys know or not. There's people I think who have a lot of money in New York. What? Yeah, I've, what? I heard it's pretty expensive to live there, and I think there's a lot of people who have money there. Hmm. So there's maybe some that large I watch wagers yeah. called billions that takes place there. So yeah, it's weird. With a B. Yeah, not B. millions. Cool. Yeah. By but, the way, we were talking about that a little bit today. Like how much of New Jersey's betting population will be siphoned off by the advent of betting in New York. And while the knee-jerk reaction is, oh, probably a pretty significant percentage, we were just talking this morning about, like, I think rising tide lifts all boats kind of thing. Like, I just think there's betters everywhere. And I don't, New England, and uh, New England, I think New Jersey will get dinged, yeah. but, like, it won't be massive. No, no, no. They'll get dinged, but it won't be, it yeah. won't be horrible. And, and, you know, look, it's complete speculation, too, but there's... There's incentive to keep people playing in Jersey as opposed to New York. I mean, it's a super high tax rate in New York for these books. And mm -hmm. so if it's one of those deals where if you're a, if you're a volume better, if you're a high dollar better, and they say, hey, we'll, uh, we'll pick you up in a limo and we'll have your favorite bottle of whiskey waiting on you and, and we'll just uh, drive you down there for you to go make your bets and then we'll limo you back and whatever. I mean, who doesn't like that? Yeah. You know, so I, I don't. Again, just speculating, but again, that 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 could happen as well. It'll ding it, right? I mean, like yeah. it'll it'll ding it for sure, but it's not going to be this crazy deal. I, I can I will say this: like the opening, the opening numbers coming out of New York are just absolutely absurd, and they might push like they they won't get to a billion, but like they might they'll push. Get, they'll get to a billion like, quicker than anybody. Like, they in the first month of operations, it might it seriously could be like seven hundred fifty eight hundred million dollars. Like that, like, <laughs> like, like in the first month, ridiculous. Like just in the first month, like it, it's. It, I don't think it'll quite get to a billion, but and just for just for perspective on that, Nevada waited a billion years to get yes. to a billion. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. obviously, populations they, quite different. I mean, they did more in the opening weekend. Pennsylvania, by the way, is a pretty big state. You know, yes, pretty popular state. They yeah. did more in the opening weekend, like than than Pennsylvania does in a, in a whole week. So, like, just in the opening weekend, they did the same handle that Pennsylvania does in a whole week of betting. And and Pennsylvania is steeped in betting culture. Yeah, all of our guys come from Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Jimmy Vaccaro, Chris Andrews, like I mean, all these guys are are Pennsylvania guys. And it's East Coast is steeped in in betting culture much more than say the West Coast is. But New York, man, whew. And the other That's thing, incredible. too, that, that, that is going to be interesting about this is, it, it, look, there's a natural fall-off after NFL season. It's just the way that it is because that is where the most casual bettors lies in the NFL season. But the East Coast as well, and specifically New York, right? I mean, so the Rangers are playing well right now. The Nets are playing well. Like, so you've got basketball. You've got hockey. They're college basketball much more into it in the Northeast than they are, I think, the, the rest of the, of the country and stuff. So... While there will be a fall-off, I don't think it's going to be as drastic as we see in some of these other states even because you, you do have these other sports that I think will prop it up. And, and certainly, like I said, you know, college basketball in, in and of itself is, is a whole different kind of animal in the Northeast. It's almost as if betting is in our DNA as human beings. 
We, we look. There, but there comes a time where you're you can't athletically do anything anymore. Like you know, it's yes. like it's a way to com- It's a way to compete. It's like mm-hmm. an outlet to compete when you can't compete. You know, physically and stuff anymore. Right? Yep. Like we're not going to we're. News, newsflash, we're never going to play in the NFL or in the NBA. Wait a minute. Or on tour of any sort. Wait a minute. Any sort of tour. Add a senior in front of that, and we're still not on any of those tours, and it doesn't matter. (laughs) But it's a way for us to, like, get in the arena and compete, right? It's like me versus – it's us versus the book, right? It's like me versus them. Jason Weingarten said he's betting on the senior PGA Tour event this this week, and he called it. He goes, it's the greatest napping sports betting event (laughs) possible. (laughs) It's, It's so funny. Wide World of Weingarten, wherever podcasts are available. Uh, We'll come back. Preston Johnson will join us. We'll talk sports betting and NFT as well. It's next on VEASAN's Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.